0: welcome back to another episode of the manufacturing culture podcast your one-stop shop for insightful discussions about the world of manufacturing i'm your host jim mayer and today we have quite literally our most requested episode so far to date of the podcast From the bustling factories of Poland to the cozy crafting corners of IKEA's American suppliers, from the vibrant culture of Italy to the good old steel hearted Spartanburg, we've traversed borders and crossed the Atlantic with today's guest. She's worked with heavy trucks and light sofas. She's crunched numbers and built teams that make things happen, all while navigating the waters of multiple international relations. Ladies and gentlemen, please fasten your seatbelts as we welcome the HR maestro, the indomitable, the international Magdalena Domzowska-Pol. With a career that has spanned continents, industries in over a decade, Magdalena has made her mark as a leader in employee engagement, training and development, benefits, compensation and labor relations. After beginning her career with Com40 Limited in Poland, she swiftly moved up the ranks and crossed the Atlantic to work in Virginia with EBI LLC, where they manufacture, believe it or not, sofas and mattresses for IKEA. Now at the helm of human resources at Spartanburg Steel Products, she's manufacturing more than just steel products. She's creating a robust, thriving culture that underpins the heartbeat of manufacturing in America. On top of all this, she's a doting mother to her two sons, Jacob and Julian. She's a proud U.S. citizen since 2022 and holds a master's degree in international relations. Talk about wearing multiple hats. But don't let that steel exterior fool you. Our guest today is as much at home nurturing a vibrant, efficient workforce as she is cheering on her son's soccer games or exploring the global cuisine that her rich international experience has exposed her to. So buckle up, dear listeners, because we're about to journey through the dynamic world of manufacturing seen through the lens of one of its leading lights. We're going to unpack what it means to shape a culture to build relationships across borders, and to do it all with unwavering passion and dedication. Get ready to stamp, assemble, and engage as we dive into an in-depth conversation with the amazing Magdalena. Let's roll. Hi, Magdalena. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? How are you?
1: How are you today?
0: (laughs) I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. It's a beautiful day. Uh, you're in Greenville, Spartanburg area. I can only imagine that the humidity is like a wet blanket right now. It uh, is. That sounds absolutely miserable. Uh, there's a reason I live in Phoenix. I don't mind the heat, but the humidity absolutely crushes me.
1: I still love the we- weather and I don't complain. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. <laughs> I I I spent a little time in Greenville uh this spring. Uh I guess spring early summerish. Um and it was already too nearly unbearable for me. Uh, I just don't do well uh, in humidity. That's why I travel the country the way I do. I go to dry places when it could be humid, et cetera. So, but thank you very much for being on today. We're we're very thrilled. We're very honored. We had Mark Witten on a couple of months ago. Um, and because of the conversation that Mark and I had, uh, I had so many guests reach out, say that they couldn't wait to have you as a guest on the show or or hear you as a guest on the show so that's how this all came about welcome to the podcast that's amazing well,
1: Jim thanks for the invite and I'm very happy to hear it uh, I'm, I'm glad to share our experiences
0: well and I think I think you do bring such a, a unique take on everything um because our our standard guests are are. You know the executive leaders of organizations, Um and, and you're you're the one on the front lines making it happen with engagement and culture and and Spartanburg 2.0. Is it Spartanburg 2.0 SSP 2.0? What was
1: SSP it?
0: 2.0. Yeah. Okay. So you're the you're on the front lines. You're the one who's making it happen. Um So I'm excited to have you on and and dive into this a little bit. Absolutely. Awesome. So. First question, Magdalena, is always, what has been your cultural journey uh, at, at Spartanburg Steel Products? Where, where was the culture when you joined? Where do you think it is now? And, and really, where do you want to get it to in the future? You know,
1: I like that you used the word journey, uh, because I always say that building positive culture, culture of accountability is not the destination, but is a journey. Mm -hmm. So I joined SSP three years ago, just shortly after uh, Mark Whitten, our CEO, and as you mentioned, uh, with the vision SSP 2.0. So... I'm sure Mark mentioned that we wanted to show our respect and appreciation for the past, but also emphasize the need for the changes. And the company with six years uh, tenure needed definitely makeover. Mm. So we started this journey with creating bet- better work environment. And I mean that literally Cleaning, decluttering, painting, (laughs) polishing—you know, new lighting. You can imagine sixty-year-old facilities, so there was a lot of work to be done. Absolutely. Uh, And I said we, uh, and I really mean it, because entire leadership team twice per week uh, was cleaning facility for many months. Wow. And and in the same time, we focus a lot of uh, on on people on the employee engagement program. Uh, and you know, it's good to look in the past and to see what was good then, because the, there were many things in the past done what 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 employees liked, but they were dropped at some point. So mm. we picked up what was what was dropped, and we added many other things. Uh, and we now have meals together. We have beautiful life events, contests <laughs> for employees, newsletter, all this cool stuff, and we focus heavily on communication. Uh, I think that this is this is main point, this is key core uh, of every culture, communication. Mm-hmm. So we have all employee meetings almost every month, coffee chat, ask the president, all, all that stuff. So as I mentioned, SSP has been here 60 years mm-hmm. and uh, we have some of the employees who's been with us 40, 50 years no kidding for real Uh, so that was big change for me as I came from the new company Uh, so if you have done something for many years the same way work on the same asset with the same people the same way uh, change is hard.
0: Yeah, change. absolutely. <laughs> change <laughs> is hard for people who haven't been doing it for a long time. But it's super hard if you've got that kind of a tenure at a place.
1: Yes, and even if the change is for better, just as humans, we just don't like change. We absolutely. don't like to get out of our com- comfort zone. Zone. Yeah. So we have had many challenges, but we have been working through them. I like to say that culture here is evolving, but we definitely see the shift in the positive direction.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and where do you envision? What is uh SSP 3.0? What, what, what's, you know, the future of culture there?
1: So 3.0, we always will be focused on the people, but 3.0 is focused mainly on technology. So this is more about the process improvements, about technology, uh, about uh, new stuff which will make us uh, to be more efficient. So this is what the 3.0. There is entire uh, entire program regarding SSP 3.0. Uh, we f- feel that. 2.0 it we we have done good job and it's time to move on. And we work closely with our continuous improvement department and we implement many new technologies, many new solutions, we, which will allow us to come to deeply to 21st century. I know it's been 23 years, <laughs> but we still have a long way ahead of us in SSP together.
0: Yeah, wonderful. That's and I was kind of saying that tongue in cheek with uh, SSP 3.0, but now knowing Mark the way I do in the co- couple of conversations that you and I have had, it makes sense that you guys have already started looking at what 3.0 looks like. Uh, so that's that's really neat. That's, that's there amazing. is an
1: entire plan and structure. So this is not just the empty words. We have the plan for it. Uh, so we, we can definitely provide the details and talk about that a, another time. Yes.
0: Wow. that's That's <laughs> impressive. And so When you say technology, are you talking? Uh, software to support employees. Are you talking uh, updated machinery? What What do you think? Bo- both is-
1: sides. Both okay. sides. We we uh, implemented system which helps with the with the traffic tra- tracking efficiency. So it's Funnel Cloud. It will ha- help with the maintenance on the preventive maintenance side. So that's on 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 the on the process side. On the HR side, we implementing on paperless onboarding. Uh, we are converting all employees' files so that digital files. So there is a lot of on, on around the company. This is not in one particular department. This this doesn't apply just to the operations. Uh, wow. Everybody's involved and everybody has peace in it.
0: Wow. And so uh, working for and with Mark, how does he uh reach out to other leaders within the organization to get you all moving in the right in, in that similar direction.
1: Well, Mark is very charismatic. Uh, it's uh, yeah. it's it, it really the, the, the best leader I ever work uh, for, and I I had two really leaders, and both both they were great because they had a lot of understanding for HR, but Mark takes it everything to the different level. Uh, he gives us a lot of autonomy, so he. Uh, allows us to run departments as we want. Uh, however, with the with the common vision. So common vision is now technology. So we are responsible right. f- to to come up with the things what we want to improve, what we want to change in our de- departments together.
0: Got it. That makes total sense. Um, Magdalena, let's let's talk a little bit more about you and and your journey. Um, not only to ssp but in general um you I, I mentioned in the intro you worked at ebi um talk to us about the transition from furniture manufacturing to automotive body manufacturing and, and <laughs> how the the cultural differences between the two different, uh, the two industries exist, and and how does that shape your approach to HR? you know
1: I, I, funny, i will i will share a short story uh, with you about about because i got this question uh, 3 years ago exactly 3 years ago when a recruiter reached out to me uh, about the job in ssp he asked me what ebi manufactured so after i told him <laughs> furniture he was like ah, well you know the company would prefer somebody like a hr leader uh, from automotive and i was like why <laughs> why <laughs> To me, people have very similar needs, uh, no matter what industry. Uh, right. They want to be treated with dignity and respect, and they want to be heard. So I personally don't think there is huge difference between the industries Just with one disclosure, as long as you are in the manufacturing environment, of -hmm. course, no matter what environment, always dignity and respect. But I know that there would be different needs in the hospitals, in the financial institutions. But in general, if you are in the manufacturing environment, the needs and the problems are very similar. Uh, To me, the main differences between those two companies, EBI and SSP, would be that EBI was newly open. When I came to to Virginia, Danville, Virginia, we were starting the company. So we were building everything from the ground. I came from Poland from headquarter to create HR department uh, the policies, rules needed in the workplace. Yep. I quickly learned that <laughs> not everything or almost nothing would work in Poland uh, would work in the States. <laughs> uh, so I had to adjust a few things. Uh, but again, you know, <laughs> change, change, change is hard. Yeah. So, however, when you come to the new company and employees were coming to new established company ebi they i feel that they understood that since you come to the new company there will be new rules new policies which you have to follow on another hand ssp was well established so yeah. uh, You know, if you come to the company, if you've been in the company for many years and then somebody tells you to do it something differently, that's that's bigger challenge. So Mm -hmm. that's the difference to me between the two companies. I don't I don't think that the issue is the industry. I think that the the reason for it is that just the tenure that the, the company has been here 60 years and the older company was just just new. And so, yes. Yeah, so, so SSP has gone through many changes over t- these three years. Mm-hmm. New rules, new expectations, and the new rules regarding coming to work. New new rules regarding product, production processes. Uh, personnel changes because we believe in the right people in the right seats. Uh, mm-hmm. New customers. So, so th- there are many things for 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 us as a company and for our employees to go through. But again, communication is the key. I mentioned at the beginning, communication and a certain degree of flexibility. So we talk with our employees a lot. We communicate to make sure that they feel more comfortable in this new environment. Mm
0: -hmm. I like it. I like it. Um, So along those lines of talking about multiple industries, let's talk about living and working in multiple countries and, and really how that's uh, shaped uh, your approach to HR. So how have the, let's back up and, and say, uh, you've lived in multiple countries, right? From Poland, Italy, UK, mm-hmm. US now, um, all four of those countries have unique cultures, unique uh ways of doing business so how have those different places shaped your leadership ty- uh, leadership style uh, and approach to to cultivating that culture mm-hmm. at, at S- SSP or any place that you've worked?
1: You know, uh, after living in these old places, I was sure that I could easily adjust uh, everywhere. So when I came <laughs> to the U.S., I think I was a bit overconfident <laughs> because, <laughs> because to be honest, uh, beginning in US was U.S. Was, diffi- was difficult for me. And uh, I had thought many times about the reason, because again, wherever I, I went, wherever I lived, wherever I worked, it was pretty easy time for me to to, to adjust. And I think there were a few reasons why uh, I had these de- difficulties. And uh, mm-hmm. one of them was small, small town, then Virginia, I'm not sure if you have ever been there. It's very small town, uh, three miles from North Carolina border. Uh, It used to be a nice town, but after one of the biggest uh, companies uh, shut down, and it was textile industry, went to China, Mm -hmm. it became a ghost town. Yeah. So that wasn't really my cup of tea, I would say, living in such a small (laughs) town. (laughs) You know, many people... uh, I was I was the first foreign person they, they met they talked to in the life so that was wow. that was different
0: yeah so
1: they had problems with understanding me and I had tens of interviews every day uh, since we were growing company but you know it was somehow frustrating because no one had problems understanding me in UK <laughs> uh, so <it> was, <laughs> that, that was initial challenge. On the personal side, I will I will share. I came to state with my husband, and we were newly married, so this okay. was also adjustment, you know, you know yeah. new 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 married couple. Yeah. And uh, and from American side, uh, I had somebody who really helped me. Uh, Adi Adi joined my team. It was around one year of me being in US, okay. and she helped me tremendously to get uh, American perspective. And, you know, I I think it's very important to have somebody like that. I I didn't know and I didn't think about that then, but when she came, uh, we learned from each other a lot. Uh, we worked eight years together until wow. I, I, I moved to South Carolina. And I always say that she taught me how to be American.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Addie. Wherever you are, if you're listening to this, you might be the next uh, guest here on the the podcast. I will have
1: her listen to the podcast. Yeah, Uh, please. Yeah, I believe I help her to to become an hr leader and she grew up to be a great one so right. after i left the company she became an hr manager at ebi so so i will be forever grateful for the help for the perspective through many conversations we had uh, and and that that was really uh, yes that was really important for me that time so, in general, working in different countries, of course, you know, it, it helps you to get new perspective. It widens your horizons. Sure. It shapes you somehow. But uh, y- y- you you never ready for you may you may think you are ready, but as <laughs> as, as his story showed, I thought I was ready, but I was not.
0: <laughs> sure. Well, and and I think that I, I, two things that I got out of that is first of all great for you to be open to learning the perspective, right? R- regardless of where you'd been before, I think that uh, a lot of people who are in HR roles, um, don't necessarily take the time to understand whether it's, uh, a regional or company or existing culture that exists. Um, and being open to learning from somebody, right? So good for you for, for being open to, to the, yeah. that from Addie. But then also what struck me the most was you trained Addie, not n- necessarily knowing that you were going to SSP, right? You were mm-hmm. with, together no. for eight years, mm-hmm. um, but you built her up and, and you trained her to have your job. And I think that that's one thing that, leaders uh so often aren't able to do is train the people who work directly for them to either have their job or so, uh, you know a job above them so that, i think that's really important you know to point out that that you were able to take addie and and her and and help craft and uh, and mold her into this amazing hr leader at ebi i think that's wonderful of you
1: yeah, she she Ali was always she was very bright. She she was absolutely picking up all the things very easily and quickly. Uh, and what I like uh, about working with her was that uh, sh- about the feedback we had very good working relationship and uh, the feedback really went both ways True. and and i appreciate that i always encourage uh, my people to share the feedback with me because i oh I'm, I'm human too i want to do better i want to be better person i want to be better leader i want to do better so so when somebody uh, sh- shares the feedback with me sometimes you know i need a moment i was like okay let me think about that and it doesn't have to be personally feedback about me it can be about the situation mm-hmm. and again and she did that and i was like okay let me think about that and we did we, we did have these conversations uh very often and and i believe that i am who i am right now a uh, big part thanks to her and uh, and i think that that's I hope that the, the leader as she is, we are still in touch. so we we're talking, we texting uh now she's about to have second second baby, second daughter. Uh, so yes, so so we're talking and and she mentions that too that that working together, was was very very important for her and very beneficial so yes story that was just side story yes i, I
0: love it i love side stories on, on the <laughs> the show um and, and uh addy uh when you do listen to this <laughs> um the the podcast is a great thing to listen to um while you're feeding children um <laughs> downtime that you may have it may also help your baby get to sleep so maybe you can use it as a sound machine who who knows. that's, that's right. Um, <laughs> um so Magdalena um a, as you then started with SSP 3 years ago what what are some of the initial challenges that you faced because you joined r- roughly right after Mark and and so SSP 2.0 wasn't in place yet so what were some of those challenges you you guys faced regarding company culture in the early days and and really how did you work to address them
1: so what we identify very early days it was uh, lack of accountability and and high absenteeism that they were our two biggest biggest issues maybe i will add lack of care but what i <laughs> <laughs> what i mean i mean that employees felt that company didn't care for them so okay. they didn't care for the company. Sure. So, so you know, I come to work and do barely minimum just from the uh, clock in to clock out. Uh, if I drop the trash, I will not pick it up. Maybe I will kick it, but I will. <laughs> and for sure, I will not pick it up. The trash somebody else left because it, it's not my job. You know, right. that's not my job. So trash was everywhere. Dirty. Who cares? Wow. So 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 employees didn't feel like they were part of the bigger picture they yeah. didn't feel that their efforts would be noticed no matter what they do uh, so so we did few things to change it like I mentioned regular all employee meetings when and it's standard you know it's safety quality delivery but we also give our employees business updates i think that this is the most interesting parts for them because they know what is coming
0: mm. uh,
1: and they know that we have more business coming that the company is growing that gives them job security so that's a very important message yeah uh, another thing what we do which i think it's maybe even more important they are pre shift meetings daily pre-shift meeting. so the supervisors meet with the folks uh every day before the shift starts before before uh, just after their shift starts before they start working on the on the on those assets yep. and they inform them about you know that we have today customer we have today visitor we have today we will be running this part this is the things which you have to pay attention to so like day-to-day information
0: Yep, the, uh, ta- the day-to-day tactical information co- that correct. they need to know. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. but
1: they feel that they, and they have always chance to ask the questions and always que- chance to raise the concerns, so they feel that they are part of this process. Uh, uh, another thing I mentioned about creating better work environment, uh, and just after we started to do all this cleaning, painting, we ask employees for help to to maintain it. Uh, (laughs) You know, know, Mark from day one, when he came, he promised to create better working conditions, but in return, ask to respect it because (laughs) no matter what we're going to do, you know, we can clean and clean and paint. Uh, If employees will go and will not respect it, uh, we ask them to treat it better than in their house, not just like in their house. Yeah. And, and you see, and, and it's, it, it's been working. It's been working. There is nothing what has been damaged since it has been fixed, if you know what I mean. So yeah. so it's been do, going good. And what is really amazing, when someone comes to visit SSP, somebody who was here maybe five years ago, people can believe that it's the same place. And we're really? still talking about 60-year-old facility. Mm-hmm. So... so and and it's and it's automotive and it's heavy stamping metal stamping. So, right. uh, I I haven't had a chance to see other facilities. I've been to many uh, IKEA suppliers, but I haven't <laughs> been to <laughs> to many stamping facilities. But we always receive very positive feedback about how the facility
0: uh, looks like. That's great.
1: Yeah. Another issue, I think that uh, the, the high absentees, I mentioned that, and it was big challenge
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in our organization. And uh, and we implemented attendance policy. You know, attendance policy, very standard in HR world. I'm sure you heard, like based on the points, when you don't come to work, you get a point, when you lay it, half point. Right. But it was unknown here. Employees could miss work for... Any reason and no reason, as long as they g- gave today notice. So it was very disruptive for the operations, and uh, now we we couldn't we, we couldn't move on. We couldn't increase efficiency w- working this way.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so again, it was it was a change, and it took a lot of communication, education, and flexibility. Uh, we had meetings about the changes, explaining reasoning behind it we did all sort of education about, you know, just simple things like employees' rights under FMLA because since employees could miss the job for any reason, nobody used FMLA here. Hmm. So, so we did that. We implemented leave of absence. Basically, we created the structure. I always say I understand the life happens. I understand that somebody can be sick. We wanted... Uh, make sure that we don't have this absenteeism for not good reason. And, and that's what was important for us. Uh, and also, you know, we, we show a lot of flexibility because we modified the attendance policy already a few times based on the employee's feedback. So, okay. so we, we, we always try to work with employees and see what they see and what we can do to meet somewhere in the middle And now it's been two years since we implemented attendance policy. And, uh, you know, some employees may not like it still, uh, (laughs) but... But they know, they understand the reason behind it, yeah. and it's not main topic. I feel that it's the, the situation already settled since it's not our main topic during all employee meetings or our coffee chats, focus groups. Mm-hmm. Because uh, whenever we started questions like a year ago, it was always like why you cannot do, why you cannot do. So it's not the case anymore. So I think it's also matter of the adjustment. Yeah. They needed time to adjust to the new rules. And uh, mother of the flexibility, because we show flexibility and we made the changes to meet somewhere in the middle. I,
0: I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I, what what kind of uh, key indicators uh, do you typically look for to measure the health of uh, a company culture like SSP? And mm-hmm. uh, what what kinds have you used or, or indicators, measurements have you used their SSP?
1: So traditionally we do employee survey and and I take it as a base, I think it's good tool and I, I I want to do it. And I think it's valuable. Uh, however, what we learn the most and when we l- learn the most is doing focus groups. Ah, and yeah. I remember from podcast with Mark that you were surprised that HR handles that part.
0: <laughs> I do. I, I am completely. <laughs> uh, so, uh, side note, I, I have a company, right? Uh, TCO Strategies. And I do... Uh, engagement surveys and focus groups for manufacturers. Um, And typically, employees are not as open when HR or leadership team in general is in the room. So I was super surprised when Mark said that you were the one who handles those. Talk to us a little bit more (laughs) about that. You know, we
1: have very good conversation uh, during the focus groups. Maybe what is helpful, we ask for the volunteers. So we ask for the volunteers. There is the sign up sheet during the employee meetings and we say, hey, we had the survey. Uh, These are the areas which we have to work on and we would like to create the focus group. So who would like to join us, help us to understand and help us to make it better? And we have employees signing up for the focus groups. But what I like to do to kind of mix it up, I like to add employees we i always include the employees who sign up that's 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 must because you know they show that they want to talk so we have to let them talk but i also i want to mix it up and add employees just randomly choose employees and add them together with this volunteers so we have kind of good mix and you always will have situation that you know it can be hit and miss if you choose randomly somebody because some people just per nature they don't feel com- comfortable talking in front of the people that's yep. so then i'm trying to do it follow up with them but some it's it's not like you will receive feedback from from everybody it doesn't i don't believe it matters it's hr or it would be you or whoever else they just don't want to talk they the personality they they are not very talkative sure on the other hand we have employees who love to talk and <laughs> <laughs> But I love it, you know, I love it because we have many action items coming coming from the uh, focus groups. So survey is good, but doesn't let you to ask follow-up questions. Yeah, so, You know, it's submitted electronically, you, you get report, you get the comments, and sometimes you sit and wonder uh, what somebody had in mind by saying that. And there is no way to find out. So focus groups, we talk and trying to get to the bottom of the problem. Mm-hmm. So what's the reason? Why, why, why? And uh, and this works really, really, uh, yes, really well for us. So so I love focus groups because uh, it has a lot of energy, and I see the more we meet, the more meet they, they are not. It's not about complaining. It's I was right. like, okay, what we can do better, what we can fix, and we have action item list. And we, I take this action item list to our management review. We add them to our open items. We assign the champions, people responsible for fixing these things, and we are on it.
0: Wow! So this is this is I, I love it. Uh, so this is how employee feedback plays a role in shaping the ultimate ultimate cultural shift of SSP is, is that correct
1: yes but there are many ways we all we 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 have we foster open door policy it, it wasn't like that before employees have always chance to come and see me they have chance to come and see Mark. And they can see every supervisor, manager, whenever they need to do it. We have always rumor meal, as we call it, at the end of each employee, uh, all employee meetings. Mm -hmm. Uh, What what employees like, uh, we have asked the president. So there is a box, you grab the paper, and you submit question to the president, to CEO, Uh, It's anonymously. You can put your name if you want to. And Mark answers these questions. We answer them together. And uh, we submit that that answers on the TVs. We have TVs located around the facility. So employees, they have chance to to read it, the answers. Uh, And again, I I always encourage when we have all employee meetings, I was like, they are different avenues you can use to communicate with us. I prefer face-to-face because, again, it's the same survey like this as the president. There will be the question, the, the, the person for sure knew what person had in mind, but it's difficult sometimes for us to guess what, what is the question about. So we like to clarify, but it is avenue which employees can use. Uh, yes, the questions through this as the president, the focus groups, uh, the, the we have also quarterly newsletter when we share information with the with employees. You need to find the way how to get to all, you, your all folks. That's yeah. that's, that's the, the, very important.
0: Wow. I, I love the blending of <laughs> quantitative data from surveys and the qualitative data from focus groups and, and these open conversations. That's yeah. uh, amazing. What other strategies have you used to uh, boost employee engagement and uh, cultivate that positive culture there?
1: You know, I what I like to do. Uh, I like to engage not just employees but their families. Uh, so th- we have the picture contest and uh, open house. So the picture contest is like when employees uh, submit their. Uh, like we ask for the spring pictures all or pictures in the halloween co- co- costumes yeah. and we we reward employees and we post this picture on the walls and you know this is also one of the ways uh, just referring to the previous question about tracking about the ski indicators mm-hmm. i like survey uh, there is the quantity to it, but mm-hmm. I like to see how many participants we have in our contests. And you can clearly see that year after year, we have more and more participants. So it. that shows that employees are more engaged. And, and you know, and I had, th- and this is like a trend now between these two companies, even at EBI, young company, I had the same uh, situation. However, here, uh, this participation increased dramatically uh, f- from the first to the second year we talk about like 85 percent increase in participation so that's that's amazing and uh, wow. we have yes we we had uh, i believe 140 participants uh, in the halloween costume contest uh,
0: 140 people dressed up on halloween
1: well, they send us the pictures. We don't oh. ask them to come to work oh, in the okay. I was going to say, wow. <laughs> you know, I would love to do it, I, but <laughs> it's safety first. We are walking around heavy equipment. I don't right. think we can. <laughs> uh, but, you know, even be- we have open house. So, between, we did this, this will be the third year. First year, we had 300 uh, people coming. Second year, 500 people. So, oh you, see, you, you see. <laughs> Wow. So, so it's, it's really growing. Uh, well, I have to say, if, I, if you haven't seen the movie from the open house from last year, you have to see it because I posted on LinkedIn. We had Real Sana, personalized gift for each child, bouncy houses, food, amazing. games, choo-choo train. So you need to watch the movie.
0: I, <laughs> on I on will. <laughs> I will. And once I, I, I once I watch it, I'll post it on the manufacturing culture page as well, because that's amazing.
1: I would love that. Yes. So, so this is, I, I, I believe that the part of the success of our success, they are our families, they are our spouses, they are our children, you know, they have to put up with us at home after we come back from Absolutely. work. So I want them to be part uh, of the success and I want to engage them engage them too and you know and we celebrate things like small things like like birthdays uh, i personally sign every birthday card and this was noticed that was noticed that that it's not uh, nothing printed it's actually my signature and you know how such a long name i have so <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait how many employees do you have 400, 400. so mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a day that goes by that you are not signing a birthday card?
1: So we do that monthly. So we 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 to, to have structure, we do that monthly. So once per okay. month, we uh, we look how many employees will have birthday this month, and I, and I sign by the name a card for every employee. So basically, no, basically every day there is somebody who has birthday. To your point, yeah.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's that's astronomical. That's. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit more about work-life balance. Um, your mom, uh, you're a really awesome HR leader. Um, but I know in my family, right? My wife, she bears a lot more of the burden of family, right? Even though we were partners in this. Um so how do you balance work and life yourself? And how does that personal experience? Help you shape the culture uh, and SSPs policies related to work-life balance.
1: You know that that's the tough one. <laughs> I feel that uh, most parents working full time struggle with work-life balance. Yeah, uh, especially when you work in the manufacturing environment with three shift operations. Yep. Uh, additionally, your spouse work uh, works in similar environment. My my husband uh, is logistics manager in ZF Transmissions. So. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so fun, fun, fun. So the work really never ends. Um, and I don't have really good advice here. In our organization, HR from home wouldn't work. Right. Uh, I feel that employees need us. Uh, we are here for them we HR is a service so they we are here for them they are the ones making money and we have to be them here for them so they need this interaction in person yeah and of course you know there is some flexibility to come to work late to leave early or work from home but it's exception when for example your kid is sick but we don't yeah. have the rule that we work from home one two days uh, a week we we don't, right? So I don't have good advice here. But we we can we cherish the time we have together. Uh, we try to do always stuff with kids on the weekends uh, and after after work. But we are on the call. We are on the call. Yeah. Uh, I don't think again. I don't know any other leader, no matter HR child leader or operation leader in three shifts operation who does it differently. It's I'm also responsible for safety. Right. So safety is under my umbrella. So the work never ends, but yeah. no complaints though.
0: Well, and, and, and I, I asked that just, you know, because you, you are wearing multiple hats, right. But I, I, you know, it's hard for, um, leaders in the manufacturing space to justify working from home. Right. when, all of their employees are physically present every exactly. day, day yes. in and day out. And yeah. and I, I think that uh, the pandemic really shined a light on this uh, for a lot of people, right? Because to your point, a lot of people who work in manufacturing, their spouse also works in a similar field an uh-huh. industrial field of some way, shape or form. Right. And so uh, a lot of people, when, preschools and summer camps and all the things and, and regular schools were shutting down, it was really hard for people in our industry, uh, the employee level to, to figure out, okay, both mom and dad have jobs that are considered quote unquote essential. Essential. So how, what do they do with the kids all day? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's an interesting, work life balance that that people may not think about uh, in in the manufacturing sense so often
1: and and maybe what for us makes it a bit even more difficult that we, we don't have family here so when you are a foreigner right. and you don't have family you can you, you have friends uh, but again and, and trust your kids uh, you need to have somebody special to do it so so uh, it is it is difficult but we have learned how to manage we have learned how to handle it and uh, since yes we, we again we we do that together as you said we are partners in 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 that crime <laughs> <with my laughs> <husband> and, <laughs> and we handle
0: together yeah awesome awesome so talk to us a little bit about the relationship uh between compensation and benefits and company culture, uh, not just at SSP, but in your experience, what's the correlation between the three?
1: you know i uh, i think it's difficult to to create strong culture without good benefits uh, especially nowadays yeah. uh, it's the, the 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 pay but not just the pay but the, the benefits as as medical insurance they are they are crucial for for people they are crucial for me so uh, obviously they, they must be crucial for for other folks too so what we do we participate once per year in the local survey collecting data Uh, regarding all kind of benefits. So this kind of helps us to see where we are. Uh, However, you know, I feel that once per year used to be enough. N- nowadays, I like to look into it a bit more often, because market is so competitive. Mm. Uh, I remember you mentioned you, you you came to our area, so so you know that we we swim here in the big in the ocean with the big fish.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> Like BMW, absolutely. you know, yeah. Michelin,
1: Drexel Mayer, Magna. So we are talking about large corporations. So we have to stay on the top of the game. What I feel that uh, differentiates us from these big corporations that. We are four hundred people. Uh, I know. I would say most of the people by by first name. Uh, they may have problems saying my name, but I I I, I know theirs. <laughs> uh, and you know, and and this, this this relations that they can come and talk to me. They can come t- talk to CEO. Uh, I think that to it's easier to get promoted to be noticed in company with four hundred people than four thousand people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so so this is our advantage uh of course other uh, older companies the big corporations they have big names and mm-hmm. that attracts especially young talent sure because i didn't know ssp before i came to ssp i didn't i heard about bmw obviously <laughs> 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 but i never had heard about spartan Boosty products right uh, but yeah as, just to sum up yes it you need to provide employees good benefits you the the medical insurance must be affordable pay must be good mm-hmm. and we 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 significantly increase pay rates for our skills rate because this is very specific uh, uh, part of our employees we increase for one k much and uh, what we added last year, no pet insurance. I know that everybody does that now, but we added legal shield. This really? is very, uh, very interested, interesting benefit. It uh, gives you access to the law firm, uh, so they can answer questions regarding many personal situations. Like you need will, you need prenup, you need lease agreement. They help with stuff like that by wow. paying premium on on biweekly, weekly, depending on your pay. Uh, basis so that was something new what we did uh, starting this this year
0: wow that's that's really cool and and uh, the the ad of pet insurance was uh definitely something that wasn't in existence when I was an employee anywhere mm-hmm. so that's that's a wild thing but we recently had to get it because we have a puppy that is a maniac and <laughs> he'll eat anything from chocolate to jelly beans to squeakers and oh wow Oh, that's a whole different story. We'll we'll uh, talk about <laughs> it at a different time. Um, <clears throat> but you talked about promotion, right? And, and I think that a big part of promotion is is training and developing uh, the employees. So, uh, have you guys taken on a culture of of training and development? And talk to us about how uh, you know learning and development, training and development, has influenced SSP.
1: You know, no, people are more engaged when they are given opportunity to learn, develop, and grow. You know, people people want to uh, learn. People want to do more. Uh, I believe that many people. The more responsibility you give them, the more responsible they are. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I see that. Uh, so, so how how was the journey in SSP? The first year, uh, my focus was on man- mandatory trainings to make sure we are in compliance.
0: Uh, ah. Okay.
1: That was the, the first focus uh, in, in my HR mind. Mm-hmm. The second year, we started offering training for our frontline leaders uh, because, you know, they are a really face of the organization in employees' eyes. They yeah. interact with employees on a daily basis. So we wanted to make sure that the frontline leads understand the importance of the role, that that they, they, they know what they need to do to help them in that role, to give them tools to be successful i feel that no matter what i hr will do executives do if you don't have good experience on the day to day basis with <laughs> your direct supervisor uh, you will not be happy in in yeah. any of the workplace so so that was uh, that was the focus moving forward We want to offer additional trainings so employees can develop skills of their choice. So, for example, if somebody wants to take, take Excel, PowerPoint to maybe switch from the production to towards admin, that could, that would help uh, for them to accomplish that. And we are working on the apprenticeship program for our our skill traits. Wow. So again, we want to raise our workforces. We want to uh, make sure that that our employees are growing with us. So last year I calculated on average we provided 13 hours of training to each employee.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So as you look towards SSP 3.0 and it's a de- you know defined process now for you, which I wasn't aware of. Um, (laughs) But now that you have this plan, what are some goals or milestones that you're you're aiming for with this SSP 3.0?
1: So we will keep doing what what we have been doing in 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 big part, because I think that the worst thing you can do is stop doing something what employees appreciate and again you know this is this is based on the feedback uh, i received because there were many initiatives and ssp years ago in the past but they just stopped so we have to be consistent Mm -hmm. Uh, we add new things every year uh, and we will as we go uh, for sure we want to focus more even more on on the training and development and we want to create pathways for our employees to grow with our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, we want to raise our workforces. We work with uh, not just colleges, but vocational schools in the area. Uh, we, the, the goal is to train skilled trades in-house, uh, provide apprenticeship and what, what, what else. I, we have currently interns uh, and we want to have them every summer uh, and we want to expose them to different areas different departments uh, over the years in our company Mm -hmm. so they can become our future managers what I would love to have our children and grandchildren of our employees as interns. So, you know, it goes back to family engagement. So have them here and, and work with them. We have many generations here working together and we have grandparents, parents, and children (laughs) working currently. So we would like to maintain it. Uh, And uh, again, but we would like to give, people opportunity to grow with the company uh, because this is the the, the best way how to engage them. So it will be definitely that the training and development will be focused for our years to come.
0: Absolutely. Wow. So you've given us a ton of things that you've done there. What are three initiatives that you have launched in your time at SSP, at Spartanburg there that you can say have... Uh, directly improved the culture um, for for the organization.
1: Well, I, I, I will I will repeat communication, relentless communication. You have to find the way how to communicate with your own employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't do it, somebody else will. R- rumors will take it over. <laughs> And, you know, all employee meetings once per month is not enough. You need to foster open door policy. You have to have the pre-shift meetings. uh, If you, if you can have communication on TVs. if if you have them in the places around the facility that that that's great uh, different people like different avenues not everybody uh, wants to talk not everybody uh, is so open so you need to find a way this is this is our job this is our job as a, as executives as a leadership team to find a way how to get to our employees to make sure that they understand and to receive feedback from them Got so it. i think that that's, that's the one thing another one uh, to me is uh, intentional and meaningful employee recognition. So, you know, when I came uh, to SSP, it was uh, important to me that uh, in in order to create culture of accountability, we have to start documenting things, Mm. documentation in HR, so documenting infractions. And we have done a lot progress in that area, However, it must be the balance. So human tendency is to point out things that went wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So it is learning curve to see and celebrate uh, things that then, they, then that, that went right. And it doesn't have to be anything big because it's easy to see big things. It, they, they are They are obvious, you know, they are big. So we see. But it's skill, which you have to also develop to notice small things right. and, you know, discretionary effort. And uh, this is one story from the, from the f- focus groups, which comes to my mind. Uh, we talk about recognition uh, and the need for more recognition. and employees said, you know, I, I took pieces of scrap and, uh, and he shaped them like a, in the hook as a hooks, and he used them to organize boundary samples. So it didn't cost nothing it was it, co- it didn't cost a penny because he used the scrap pieces he uh you know he could probably uh, walk around uh, with the broom but uh when there was downtime and but he actually uh, gave thoughts into it he shaped wow. this the, this this scrap into the hooks he organized the boundary samples and he shared that with the supervisor and he didn't feel that supervisor, no supervisor. I'm sure he said, oh, okay, good job. But he didn't give him ena- enough attention for it. Yeah. So I like to share this story with our supervisors now to see that they are small things. Uh, but n- he, nobody asked him. He did it all by himself, all, all on, on his own. Wow. So this is, th- this is very important to, to notice and celebrate. So what we do... We uh, our employees receive the letter to files, and they also receive this in this kind of situation. So I follow up with this employee, and I made sure that it happened for to, to him too. So he received the letter and certificate that he could take it home. We take a picture and we include in our newsletter, and the employee receives the gift card and some swag from the from company swag. So 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 again to celebrate the the, the small things. N- not everything what we do will bring hundred thousand dollar savings it's not about that but we easily see that somebody i don't know put the tools in the wrong spot but we 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 need to also be able to see that somebody took this initiative and made these hooks Mm -hmm. so so it's meaningful i like to call it meaningfully intentional because we talk a lot about employee recognition and i think that Everybody understands the need for it, but uh, we don't give enough focus. Uh, so, so we have to definitely all of us. We, we need to work on it. Yeah. And and the third thing, which I think it's shaping our culture, is the community outreach. You know, we participated in seven different initiatives last last year, and they seven. were seven. Yes, seven. Wow. And, and, you know, I I I feel people. People want to feel needed and people want to help, especially in their community. So, and we, we, we picked as simple as the food drive. We had food drive, of course, but we we had also drive for the feminine products for the homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. But what we did, we bought a few hundred Valentine's cards and we asked our employees to share positive thoughts. And we sent part of this cards to the there is organization. They called Valentines for Veterans. So we sent this uh, cards for the to, to veterans. And we also partnered with the local nursing home. Uh, when residents in that home, you know, very often yeah. they don't have loved ones anymore, unfortunately. Uh-huh. So we, we delivered personally this cards to them with the small gifts. And that was impactful.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> And the, the I can only imagine the you know the smile that that puts on the employees' face. Not not only the recipients, right, but just the employees knowing that the company is working towards more than just stamping. Auto bodies, right?
1: No, absolutely. And, and and we always give and whatever we do, whatever we ask employees to participate, then we share uh, with with our employees what what how many cards we delivered, how it happened. If we have pictures, if we can share, share the pictures, we do it too. Uh, and and we always include that information in our newsletter because our newsletter I didn't mention, but this is a hit. <laughs> like our newsletter <laughs> is a hit. We we issue a quarterly and uh, and it's it's very very popular i think that the reason uh, why it's so popular because we have beautiful life events in that newsletter oh. and uh, so i like to talk because we always ask employees uh, to share Beautiful life events, and I always say, like, whatever makes you happy, you know. If your uh, grandchild graduates kindergarten or college, it doesn't matter. You are getting married or you are getting divorced. So I always <laughs> make this joke, it's like, whatever makes you happy.
0: <laughs> whatever makes you, I like that. I so like so that we
1: share that. We include in the newsletter, uh, and 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 just employees are proud. The, the pictures of their kids, of their grand grandkids, nieces, nephews, they are on the walls around the facility, and people, you know, stay and 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 they look and they point out and 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 they they happy that they are part of the of the company so That's
0: awesome. uh,
1: yes but you know going one one more thing about the community outreach uh, which also measures the involvement the, the measures the, the employee engagement <laughs> uh, that the fir- we have the most measurable is the uh, the donations to the salvation army angel tree program First year, I think we had uh, less than hundred gifts. The last year, we had three hundred gifts we donated. So, wow. so, so again, I like to look at the things like that to to see because uh, surveys once per year, and right. these things happen more often, and and you can feel uh, how 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 employees really feel.
0: I love it. I love it. I Magdalena, I think you and I could go for hours. <laughs> Um, so last, last question, I'll ask you, what are some parting thoughts that you have for our listeners? Are there anything, is there anything that you want them to remember or, or make sure that is front of their mind when, uh, uh, creating healthier cultures or, or cultures that fit their organizations?
1: Yes, I talk a bit about flexibility. Absolutely, flexibility. When you create uh, new policies, procedures, be open-minded, be flexible, uh, be open for feedback. I think that this is this is crucial to to have successful culture. And and again, our communication communication goes both ways. It's not just us as leaders talking; it's receiving. Feedback being open for this feedback, mm-hmm. I think that they are the things which they are very important. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you very much, Magdalena, for being on today. I I can't thank you enough. Um, I do think that there needs to be a third episode uh, <laughs> of SSP uh, between the the conversation I had with Mark that I don't think really had resolution. Uh, our conversation that could go for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it needs to be, like I said, before we started recording uh, a, a video or, or something of that nature, we'll figure it out. Um, but thank you so much for being on today.
1: Jamie, was it was great. my pleasure. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So folks, this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Manufacturing Culture podcast, We've literally traveled across a globe. We've navigated cultures, different industries, boardrooms, all through the lens of our uh, absolutely brilliant guest, Magdalena Domzowska-Pol. We've explored the DNA of Spartanburg Steel Products culture, the indicators of a healthy company culture, the role of training and development, the relationship between benefits, company culture, and of course, the stellar initiatives that Magdalena has implemented to ensure SSP's culture uh, thrives in the future. As you navigate your own corners of the manufacturing world, we hope that the insights that Magdalena shared today will be a valuable resource to inspire and guide you. Remember, every nut, bolt, and gear in your organization plays a part in shaping your culture. Just like Magdalena, you too can create a workplace where passion, efficiency, and innovation are not just buzzwords, but a way of life. To revisit this episode and explore many others, please visit us at themanufacturingculturepodcast.com. We've got an array of episodes with industry people waiting to share their wealth of knowledge, experiences, and strategies with you. While you're there, you can also subscribe to our newsletter and get behind the scenes content and updates right to your email inbox. But I have a, a, a favor to ask everybody. We need your help to keep this ball rolling. We encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, colleagues, and anyone that you really would benefit from these conversations. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please take a moment to rate and review the show on whatever platform you listen to. Your feedback not only helps us improve, but helps other manufacturing enthusiasts find us. Uh, So until next time, thanks for joining us. Thank you to our amazing guest, Magdalena. And remember, have a great day and keep making things.